You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. This is the Unsportsmanlike podcast on ESPN Radio. You're a bad guy, Javante. <laughs> bad guy. Once again, this is not all on me. Why are you deflecting? Why don't you own it? I think it's great. Because it wasn't my idea. I mean, like, I'm a part of it, but, like, I didn't, like, create the whole thing. But once but again, if you're executing it, then you are a part of it and you are to blame. Just but for what I, I don't know how you do. try to skirt around it. You the one that pushes the button. You the one that press play I mean, play it's my it. job to do that. So, That's you know, my point. If so, I don't I mean, do it, it, you know, I can be but, fired. But, or, you're you know. but you're co-signing on what they're asking you to do. And I just feel like as <laughs> a good a teammate and a better friend, you should push back. CC, are you, though? I, I agree with that part. That, that could, is true. You could come I'm just doing my job. You could come off as a bad guy by calling someone a bad guy. Like, you go right to the heart when you're like, you're a bad guy. You don't go, boy, that's a bad move. That's a mistake. You go deep mm-hmm. and cut on that. No, when people show you who, you, who they are, believe it. When people show you who they are, believe it. And Javante has routinely shown me who he is. And that, for whatever reason, he's chosen to make this an adversarial relationship with me working on this show with him. That's why he's on the beef list. Yeah, exactly. It's laminated, too. It's not written in pencil. Oh. This is a real thing. It is yeah. unsportsmanlike on ESPN To the death. Radio. Oh, so <laughs> to it's, the death, there's beef. It's me and Rams type wow. beef? Mm-hmm. It's me and yeah, the exactly. LA Rams type exactly. beef? Exactly, that oh. kind of thing. Yeah. I didn't know it was that yeah. severe. Okay. Yeah, no doubt. Okay. Um, Heads up, Jeff. That escalated quickly, didn't it? I don't want my name next to yours on that page, I'll tell you that much. Uh, we are on Sportsmanlike here on ESPN Radio, along with Chris Canty, Michelle Smallman, Evan Cohen with you, presented by Progressive Insurance, Sirius XM80, ESPNU, ESPN app. Uh, we are going to hopefully be joined by one of your ex-teammates who won a couple of Super Bowls with the New York Giants in just a little bit here. Yeah, uh, the Mariano Rivera of pass rushers. The Mariano Rivera Ooh. of pass rushers. No pass rusher that I've ever played with closes the show better than this dude. What a tease. Yeah. We're not going to tell you who that is yet. Oh, there you go. If he doesn't show up, then, yeah. then he may be more John Wetland, I guess. <laughs> wow. Uh, Lions beat the Packers last night, 34-20. Jared Goff, 19-28, 210, touchdown, interception. Story of the game was a running game, of course, for the Detroit Lions. David Montgomery was you know, banged up going in. We weren't sure if he was 100% going to play. 32-121, three touchdowns, two catches in this game. And the Packers looked awful. And Lions, obviously, just tremendous in their victory. And now maybe the third best team, arguably, in the NFC. But here he is, uh, the Mariano Rivera of pass rushers. As you said, OCU Minura was a great player for the New York Giants. He was Chris Canty's teammate. And I will defer to Canty here overall first with the explanation of Mariano Rivera of pass rushers to that man we are looking at on our screen OCU Manura. So OC spent a lot of time in the tri-state area playing for the Giants, being a, a legend, and he knows that Mariano Rivera is the best closer in baseball, all-time great from the New York Yankees. And so when I refer to you, Seven Deuce, as the Mariano Rivera of pass rushers, that means that no pass rusher was able to close out opposing offenses better than you could. You are the man when it comes to that, and I'm glad you were able to bless us with your presence on our brand new show on Sportsmanlike, man. Thanks for, ha- thanks for jumping on with us. Ah, gutter! 
Cigarra! My name is Cigarra! My guy, my guy. Hey, Chris, I, I miss you, bro. What's going on? How are you? Man, well, I'm good, man. I'm good. We're glad to have oh, you on the show, man. Glad to have you on the show, man. Wait a minute. Did he just call you Cigarra? Cigarra, yeah. That is was it? his nickname for me. <laughs> oh, this is new now. No, we, no, are we because, allowed to call you C. Gutter? No, you can't call me C. Gutter. There's, a very, there's a very specific reason why he calls me C. Gutter, though. Because when I was with the Giants, I played defensive tackle. He was at the defensive end spot. So, you know, as you get closer to the ball, things get a little more gutter. It gets a little, gets a little, gets a little uglier. You know what I'm saying? Like, O.C. was out there on the suburbs playing at the end of the line of scrimmage. I'm in the hood. I'm Section 8 with that thing in the middle right by the ball. I'm just saying. That's where it comes from. So, let me just understand this. So, O.C. Humanura basically was playing where I live. Yeah. He was playing in, the West playing he was in Westchester County. Right. Exactly. And I was in the South Bronx. That's how that works. The trenches. And then, the and absolute then, trenches. And then what happened? Strahan is out with Smalls in the Hamptons? Yeah, that something, I, something like that. That's literally and figuratively now, <laughs> yeah, I think. Yeah, exactly. OC, let's start with this. Were you ever late to a Tom Coughlin meeting? Never. Not once. That was not allowed. We, we did not play those kind of things. You were there on time or five minutes early without a shadow of a doubt. Yeah, man. Oh, oh, I was explaining when Tom Coughlin came on the show last week that it was $500 per minute, and if you missed five minutes of the meeting, it would count as a missed meeting, and that's a $10,000 fine. I was like, ain't nobody in a hurry to give back that money. It's too hard to make. <laughs> but speaking of making money, Michael, Michael Parsons makes a whole lot of money being able to sack quarterbacks. Bill Belichick was asked about Michael Parsons and whether or not it was fair to compare him to Lawrence Taylor. Belichick, of course, was having none of that because of the success that he had with LT. But I'm going to ask you, because you are a pass rush student, expert, whatever you want to call it, is it fair to compare Michael Parsons to Lawrence Taylor? I think, you know, obviously being in the New York area, you don't want to mention anything to do with LT. That's blasphemous, right? You got to stay away from that. When you're looking at... When you're looking at the actual ability of Michael Parsons, without a shadow of a doubt, you can compare him. This is a fantastic athlete, a guy that when he lines up, he's just learning how to rush the passer, but he is better than everybody who he goes against as an athlete. And I think when you saw Lawrence Taylor come out, these were the same type of things that you were seeing. We had never really seen anything like that. And when you look at Michael Parsons, his ability, his quick change direction, his quick twitch, this is a fantastic football player. And I don't think we've seen his kind since Lawrence Taylor. OC, take us through this. Envision this. You're lining up opposite this current Miami Dolphins offense. What are you thinking and how are you going to defend them? Can't defend them. There's absolutely nothing you can do. When you look at the way they run the ball, too, like this team is all about trickeration. They, they're schematically just so far ahead of everybody else. They A lot of window dressing. They're doing so many different things to make you stop and hesitate for a quick second, and then they have all that speed on the field. So when you hesitate, he who hesitates is lost, as they yes, like to say, yes. and you hesitate to take this football team, you are finished, Chris, as you know. Joined by O.C. Umanura here on Unsportsmanlike. He ESPN always Radio. said that. He always said he who hesitates is lost. In terms of getting off the football and trying to rush the quarterback, that was OC. We would be in the meeting rooms breaking down the offensive lines that we're playing against, and that's all this dude was like, He who hesitates is lost. You know what that means? You better not hesitate because I'm going to get to the quarterback first, and for every sack I get, that's a million dollars more in salary that I'm going to make. That was OC Human's mentality. Well, he's a two time champ, and he's got some millions there. Uh, of course, Michelle Smallman, C. Gutta, and E. Bougie. Um, e. Bougie? I'm Ibushi, right? Or you want to be Mbushi? No, that's okay. Okay, all right. Uh, OC, I can't help but um, look at the 
the picture behind you here, the jersey behind you, it's a Ronaldo jersey. At this point in your life, OCU Manura is a bigger fan of American football or European football. Why'd you put me on the spot like that, man? That's a very <laughs> dirty game you're playing, Ibushi. That is a very dirty game you're playing right there. Ibushi. <laughs> uh, listen, listen, Amer- American football still pays the bills, but out here in England, I mean, soccer is, is, is just so massive out here. Um, I got the England jersey over here, too, signed by all the England players. My main man, Ronaldo, the GOAT, is up there on my wall. Those are the only two jerseys I have. So what do you I mean, that alone should tell you the answer right there, you <laughs> so you I like that name, yeah. Oh, wow. oh wow. Wow. So you don't have you don't have like the Canty ninety nine jersey anywhere in your house. You just have the Ronaldo jersey. No, that one is framed at a different place. This is my basement. I can never put Chris Canty. I can never put Chris Canty in my basement. I gotta put him all the way that's up. That's a great. Top. That's a great. That's nice a great one. answer. OC. To answer your question about OC and soccer yeah. versus football. He plays way more FIFA than he does Madden. I can promise you that. Way more FIFA. You don't want to see OC Human Euro when it comes to the FIFA. But, oh, I got to ask you because you are an ambassador for the National Football League and trying to grow the game internationally. And we've got the Toy Story game. Falcons, the Jaguars, kick it off in London this coming Sunday. And I just wanted to ask you, between these two teams, bigger surprise that the Falcons started 2-1 and one or the Jags have started 1-2? and two? Well, I'd have to say the Falcons starting two and one. If you look at that football team, everybody thought they were going to be building a little bit this year. Even though they have a good quarterback, they drafted um, Bijan Robinson. Even though they had a, a, a pretty good running game, nobody really expected them to be where they are. This is the team clicking right now. Even though last week wasn't a pretty good week for them, I think this is the team that is on the ascension. Look for the Atlanta Falcons to continue to be a really good football team over the course of this year. Very well coached team. I love watching this team play. OC, obviously the Jets were not expecting the season to play out the way that it did. But when you lose a player like Aaron Rodgers, things aren't going to be the way you intended. But how do they turn the tide? It doesn't feel like Zach Wilson is the answer, but they still have a lot of great talent on that team. As you observe them, how do you think they turn things around? Uphill for them. It's going to be tough sledding for that football team. This is a team built on defense, and they thought the quarterback, Aaron Rodgers, were going to take them to the next level, which by all indications, he was about to do just that. He gets injured. They have to revert back to Zach Wilson. This team that's going to be fighting the entire season to even get the 500, I believe. I love their head coach. I love what they've done as a football team, building defensively. But the setback at the quarterback position is going to be too hard for them to overcome this year. Look for them to rebound extremely strong next year and be good for the next couple of years. Oh, see, when we think back to your two-time Super Bowl champion Giants team, we think to your pass rushers and your line and your outside linebackers, et cetera. We think back to you and to Justin Tuck and Strahan and, of course, the weak link. Oh, no, sorry. Wow. <laughs> so disrespectful. The current version of the San Francisco 49ers slash the current version of the Philadelphia Eagles, either one of them, maybe the closest we've seen in terms of the way in which the defensive lines operate to your team. Those two teams, especially, I think when you look at the Philadelphia Eagles, the way they're able to come at you in waves, yes, they have some very, very good football players in the interior, like we did with C. Gutter. People don't understand that man was a force in the interior of the line, getting pressure of the quarterback. But yes, they can come at you one, two deep. I think the San Francisco 49ers, they have probably the best edge rusher in football. Well, him and Miles Garrett are 1A and 1B to me. So they have a dominant football player, but overall, the Philadelphia Eagles have the line the, the, in the front and in the back. Their backups are also really good. So they remind me most of the way the New York Giants were in 2007 and 2011.
OC, coming off of their Thursday night win, we're asking the question of whether or not the Lions are the third best team in the NFC. And, of course, that's a lightning rod because most people would consider the Dallas Cowboys a top three team in the conference. So I want to ask you, right now, today, which team do you trust more, the Dallas Cowboys or the Detroit Lions? Definitely the Dallas Cowboys. And it pains me to say, but I think last week against Arizona was an aberration. This is a good football team. They lost their way a little bit, but I cannot see the Detroit Lions beating the Dallas Cowboys when you get later on into the season. I think obviously clear number 1A, 1B, the San Francisco 49ers, the Philadelphia Eagles, but behind them would be the Dallas Cowboys. Then beneath them would be the Detroit Lions. This is a team that is on the ascension, but I look for them to be better as the years go on. I don't think right now they're ready to take that step into the next um, echelon. Oh, see, we got to finish here in about 30 seconds. But when we think back to your era and Chris's era playing football and we go through like the top five or so pass rushers, we think both to you and to DeMarcus Ware as well, both in that list. How did you both end up at Troy? That's a good question. (laughs) We both came from the same high school, too. Nobody recruited us. I wasn't a good player, to be honest. And DeMarcus was a receiver, skinny little kid. Uh, We actually blossomed once we got to Troy. So, you know, that's kind of the way it happened. And um, luckily, me and him have remained great friends since. You only called him skinny because you was a little bit chubby in high school. Keep it a buck. Well, I was, I was 280, bro. I was eating all that McDonald's. That was all we could afford was 99-cent burgers. That's all I was eating, gutter. It was crazy. Wow, he calls you. That is my dog, My ever. dog. It's great oh, to talk to you, O. Thank you for joining us, O.C. Yes, sir. Awesome. Always. We appreciate it. There he is, O.C. Umanura. Thank you, guys. Uh, Gutter's teammate, of course. You can't call me that. <laughs> I knew you were You cannot that. call me that. He can call You can't say that. Me and that guy got blood in the ground over at MetLife Stadium. You don't. We're, you can't say that. I have like a paper cut. No, you don't. No, you don't. Do you no, see, you too, Canty, how he took your amazing nickname that OC gave you and tried to somehow spin ruins, it forward into E-Bougie? He ruins, he ruins, he he ruins tried everything. To name OC, himself. He's a Smalls. He ruins it. everything, Smalls. He liked it. No, he didn't like it. He I was think just OC being, liked it. He was OC just being it. polite. No, he was just being polite. I can promise you that. No, he was just being polite. I think he thoroughly enjoyed the nickname. Well, if you have to keep telling yourself that, then more power to you. But I can promise you he didn't like it. All right, we'll hear what Gutta has to say about the third best team in the NFC next on Sportsman like ESPN Radio. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day, but sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, Who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors. I do, you do, we all do. Big, small. And when we keep them bottled up, as I sometimes have had happen in the past, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. It's helpful for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. It isn't just for those who have experienced major trauma. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash unsportsmanlike today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash unsportsmanlike.
This is the Unsportsmanlike Podcast on ESPN Radio. Y'all know me? Still same old G? <laughs> Been low-key. It's Unsportsmanlike on ESPN Radio. Long with C. Gutter. Smalls. Stop oh, doing sorry, You cannot sorry. do You don't have permission to call me C. Gutter. <laughs> I've been calling with you. I will see you when you're on. You keep calling phenomenal. me C. Gutter, I'm going to drag you outside and put you in the gutter, okay? That's what's going to happen. That would be good for the show. Stop I'll calling me C. Yeah, Gutter. I'll film it. You feel me? Yeah. Adam yeah. Radio on Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. That's right. By the way, uh, O.C. was awesome. He He's was great. so good in storytelling and great analysis of the NFL and like soccer more than football. Let's make sure that is clear. That's real. That's real. That's a real thing. You can tell based on the on the TV side. You see all the jerseys behind him. Mm-hmm. But there's a backstory here. So because O.C. Umanura was great at football, the Giants obviously had him under a great contract that he made a lot of money playing football because he was great at football, which almost prevented you from being a Giant because they were already paying a lot of guys, rightfully so, on that defensive line. Yeah, so in free agency in 2009, the Giants were my first visit uh, of a couple that I already had lined up. And and I got into the office with Jerry Reese, the general manager of the New York Giants at the time, and we're sitting there going back and forth with proposals, and I told him that I had to be at a certain threshold. I had to be at a certain number because that's what the market would bear in free agency. There are already other teams that were lined up to pay me what I was looking for. And so being a New York native, of course you want to try to make things work out with the local team, the New York Giants. I'd grown up watching Bill Parcells and Lawrence Taylor. But to that, Jerry Reese would say, well, I can't pay you more than guys I already got in that locker room that have helped us win a Super Bowl. And I said, that sounds like a you problem. (laughs) Now, Jerry Reese kept me in his office for over an hour. And at the time, it was, of course, in the winter. It's, it's, It's free agency in the NFL. There was a snowstorm rolling in. And I had to get ready to get on a plane to go to Green Bay because that was my next stop if the Giants didn't get me what I want. So the New York Giants tried to stall me out and have me stuck in the Meadowlands and not let me get to my next stop in free agency in order to try to use that as a negotiating ploy to, to get me to sign the deal that they had on the table. Now, all's well that ends well. They ended up paying me um, more money than any other D-lineman they had on the team. I signed a contract, and I was happy, and we won a Super Bowl storybook ending. But it was really interesting, some of the strategery that uh-huh. the New York Giants used during free agency. But were you even surprised that they knocked on your door, considering they had Tuck, they had Strahan, right? They had OC. Like, they had guys like you. Were you surprised they even knocked on your yeah, door? Yeah, because that that wasn't on the list. Like, I, my agent told me that I had to get on a plane and go to New York, and I said, okay, I guess the Jets could use some extra D-line help. That makes sense. They ran a 3-4 defense at the time. They just they signed Bart Scott, so it just it made sense. Mm-hmm. And then they were like, no, not the Jets, the Giants. And I was like, oh, yeah, okay, great. I mean, uh, I mean I'd mean, i rather play for the Giants than the Jets anyway. The Jets are a little brother. So I was surprised <laughs> that I actually got the call from the Giants, but I was excited about it. Now, here's the thing. Whether I went to Green Bay or whether I signed with the Giants, I still would have won a Super Bowl. The Packers won the Super Bowl in 2010, yeah. and then the Giants, we won it right after that. So, I mean, all's well that ends well, but, I mean, I, I, that, that's the backstory of it. Because of O.C.'s contract, because I, he was really good. I almost yeah. didn't become a New York Giant. Isn't it funny to think that that snowstorm changed the trajectory of your life in a lot of ways? It did. It did. I mean, listen, we had to put the full court press on. We had to get that deal signed before that <laughs> snowstorm rolled in. Because if I didn't get a deal from the Giants— I had to get to Green Bay. You know how free agency works. Oh, yeah. The first couple of days, the money's all gone. Fast so and furious. You got to get there. Like no team is going to sign you sight unseen. So you got to show up. You got to take a physical and all the things, and then you get the bag of money. So I'm like, listen, Giants, if you ain't going to give me my bag of money, let me go someplace where I can get my cheese. Pun intended. <laughs> 
Good. I'm glad you said the pun intended part. That was a they uh, needed, actually you know what? that time. The Packers needed you last night, I'll tell you that much. My no, God. No, they needed they more got than run they, over. they needed all kind of help last 34 night. 34-20, they lose to the Lions last night. And their head coach, Packers head coach, Matt LaFleur, postgame, not a happy camper. Let's take a listen after his team lost by 14. What do you think happens when you have to cause a first half like that? Where you just you couldn't get I mean, you saw it, Pete. I mean, we got our ass kicked. If I knew, it wouldn't have happened. Matt, they didn't blitz until... Oh. That's a BS question, man. He seems thrilled. Um, they were down 27-3 at the half. David Montgomery ran all over them. And I, I'll tell you, I know that, CeCe, you've been down on the Packers today, understandably so. I look at that from last night, and I am just really impressed with the Lions because I have to raise my hand and own the fact that I have been one of these people that saw Dan Campbell and kind of heard all of his comments and just said, okay, this guy is like trying to be a high school football coach, which I'm not insulting high school football coaches. I'm saying that the mentality is different for a high school coach than it is a pro coach. There's there's building of character in high school and, and raising the level of the person on your team. Not that that's not the case in the NFL, but it's a lot of strategy and X's and O's and game plan. If you get to the NFL, one would think you're self-motivated. I fell for it. Because Dan Campbell, I think, does this on purpose. I think he lets people think he's a meathead when clearly he's an X's and O's, very good coach. The offensive coordinator, Ben Johnson, is going to be a head coach in the NFL next year, passed over opportunities this year to even interview for some of the jobs. He looked awesome. That offense looked awesome. And defensively on that line, they were just beating up the Packers. And I think it is a very fair statement for somebody to say today, hey, you know what? It's the Niners and the Eagles in whatever order you want to put them in, one and two in the NFC. But after that, there's an argument the Lions are the third best team. That means ahead of the Cowboys. Yeah, and here's the reason why I trust the Detroit Lions is because I know the sports character of Dan Campbell. He was my teammate down with the Dallas Cowboys, and his calling card was toughness. And when I watched the game last night, the Lions were the tougher of the two teams. And and they bullied the Green Bay Packers in a short week when they're on the road. They bullied the Green Bay Packers when they had nothing to play for at the end of last season in a game that meant everything for the Green Bay team to get to the postseason. And so I think they're building an identity that's going to allow them to have success not only in September and October, but also in November and December when the games mean more, when teams are vying for an opportunity to get to the second season. So, yeah, tip tip of the cap to the Detroit Lions. But last night, for me, was by far and away more about the Green Bay Packers. That was an indictment on their offense. They had taken the cheese, pun intended. They were (laughs) gobbling it up after that comeback win against the New Orleans Saints, down 17 points in the second half. Everybody in Green Bay is telling them how great they are. They're talking about how good the quarterback play has been for the last three decades and how Jordan Love is teeing it up for another run and being another all-time great. And they went out there and they fell flat. This offense got the first first down, not because of a penalty, seven seconds before halftime. That is awful. Think about it. They didn't get a first down on their own without the aid of the Lions giving them a penalty. They didn't get a first down until seven seconds left in the first half. They had 21 total yards in the first half. And the Green Bay Packers allowed over 200 yards from the Lions offense in the first quarter. They scored 27 points in the first half. That was the most points Detroit has scored in a first half of the 188 games that these two teams have played. Think about that. It's a lot. That is an absolute embarrassment. And the Green Bay Packers have the third worst first half scoring differential in the National Football League. And, and you're talking about this team being behind the New York Giants and the Chicago Bears. This team has got to start faster if they're going to have a chance to win football games. And I think everybody's going to focus on the defense being bad. 
But the offense aided in that because that defense had to be on the field as long as they did in that first half. I know you said this game was more about the the Green Bay Packers for you. It was more about the Detroit Lions for me. This felt like a changing of the guard. And a lot of teams have hopes and a lot of teams feel like they're turning the page. The Detroit Lions have proven this year that they're doing that. They are exerting themselves as a team that doesn't just have hope around them. They're a legitimate team. They might not be the San Francisco 49ers, but we're throwing them in the playoff conversation. We're talking about a team that is building towards being a Super Bowl contender. And you do that by going out and beating division rivals that have made your life miserable for decades. This is this is not the same old Detroit Lions. They're a different team. 100% correct. Coming up, Evan Almighty next on Sportsman Like ESPN Radio. Hi, this is ESPN's Mike Greenberg, and ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sports book of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today, and new users get $100 in bonus bets for making any sports book bet. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit... Your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. This is the Unsportsmanlike podcast on ESPN Radio. Making predictions can be tough. Wrong, 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 wrong. Unless you're the chosen one. He's the chosen one. This is Evan Almighty. Yes, it is Unsportsmanlike here on ESPN Radio, presented by Progressive Insurance. Oh, Michelle Smallman. Chris Canty's over at Get Up, so I can call him C. Gutta. He's going to find out that you can't respond. See Gutta over at Get Up. The and you're what? E bougie? E bougie. Yeah, Evan Cohen. Uh, tune in for college football action tomorrow night. Mississippi State hosting Alabama, presented by Dr. Pepper. Coverage begins at 8.30 p.m. Eastern Time on ESPN Radio and the ESPN app. All right, Smalls, this what's is up? where I give you uh, predictions, right, about what's going to happen this weekend in and around the NFL. And normally my predictions are horrible and they go wrong. So let's see if today's have the same result. All right, All right here go. we go. The first one for Evan Almighty. Dolphins-Bills. Everyone is expecting that to be an unbelievable game. I am too. Everyone is expecting that Dolphins offense to be amazing because they have been. They put up 70 points. The number for the game at last check is 53 and a half. Give me the under. I think this is going to be a lower scoring football game than people actually anticipate it to be. I think that when we look at these two teams, they both have high-powered offense when things are right. I don't know. It may be a more of a baseball thing where like a team scores 19 runs one game and the next game they score one run because they used up all their runs in essence. I'm going to say that with the Dolphins here. That Dolphins-Bills coming off of the 70-point performance for the Dolphins, 37 for the Bills last week against the Broncos and, and Commanders respectively, under... Dolphins, Bills. I do. Next one. 
I'm not backing down on this. I have been riding, let's ride, with oh. Russell Wilson as best as I can at this point. It's running out of steam here. I kind of don't know why you're still on this horse or Bronco. On Wisconsin, maybe, because of my tie there. It is your personal affection towards your alma mater. Yes. That I am going to say this weekend that Russell Wilson has three passing touchdowns and no interceptions against the Chicago Bears in a win. So there you go. Russell Wilson, three passing touchdowns, no interceptions. Broncos beat the Bears this weekend. <laughs> that wasn't the sound effect I was anticipating. Ah, uh, got it. All right. The next one. Everyone's anticipating Tua versus Josh Allen to be that duel that everyone is going to be talking about on Monday. Sure. Wrong. I think the duel that everyone between two quarterbacks is going to be talking about on Monday will be the game between Cleveland and Baltimore. Mm. I think both Deshaun Watson and Lamar Jackson, even though we know how great that Browns defense is, I think both of those guys will have awesome games this weekend. And the quarterback battle on Monday that we will be talking about the most will be Lamar versus Deshaun. Lamar has been an MVP. I have said that Deshaun Watson, unfortunately, because of circumstances, actually has an opportunity to get better because it's going to be more so on him. The Nick Chubb injury is awful, but I actually think it puts Deshaun Watson back in the spotlight like he was in Houston with a chance to succeed. So Lamar Watson, the battle we talk about on Monday between quarterbacks. <laughs> I know they're delaying they're like, on purpose. I'm it, doing this. My last one, Evan Almighty here. Yeah, I get it. The Arizona Cardinals have been really good so far this season relative to expectations. Not really good in general, but really good relative to expectations. They actually beat somehow the Dallas Cowboys last week, which is still stunning. Since then, Josh Dobbs can't buy his own jersey in the team pro <laughs> shop in Arizona. They since have fixed that. I think all of the positive feeling around the Cardinals will end. I think the San Francisco 49ers, who are favored by 14 against the Cardinals, will actually cover, and they'll win by 20 or more coming up on Sunday at home against the Arizona Cardinals. And there you go for Evan Almighty. Now, I also think that you are doing something that is amazing this weekend and something that you have done many of times over and something that you ridiculously think that others can easily do. Michelle Smallman has run insane amounts of half marathons, which would be, what, 13.1 miles? Correct, and that point one matters. It does? When you're ready to be done and you have that point one, you see the finish line and it's still point one miles away, you're like, oh, man. Feels like a lot. Smalls does not train. These marathons. Who has time? Who has time? And can just wake up and run a half marathon. Correct. I find that to be remarkable. And you've run how many of these already? Well, I'm trying to want run a half marathon in every state. So this weekend will be state number 24, but I've run, I don't know, maybe six to 10 prior to that. So, so let's say 30. Over 30. So over 30 half marathons and you've never trained? No. I find that to be absolutely unbelievable. I'm not winning these half marathons. I didn't say you were winning. I could never in a million years do that. Yes, you could. No, I could not. Yes, you could. How can you just assume that someone could run a half marathon? You can run, walk it. It's all about just getting over the finish line. You just have to pace yourself and listen to your body. 
My body says don't do it. That's what my body – my body's saying where's the pizza and the chicken parm? That's what my body is saying. <laughs> you can have that afterwards or the you, night before. You just think that people could do that? Like, okay, could Pat Costello with all of his uh, yes. toys at home do that? Yes. Getting ready for the Toy Story game Sunday, 9.30 a.m. Eastern ESPN+. Plus. I mean, do, do you think Pat could do it? Yes, absolutely. It is mind over matter. Yes, the physical part. I have a lot a of matter. Job. That's the problem that my mind won't allow me to get over that. The hardest part about uh, running a half marathon is tricking your brain into wanting to finish the half marathon. And I have all these little mind games that I play with myself as I am running 13.1 miles. It's all about you versus you. And I always beat me. I always lose in that matchup. I don't, I don't think you're right about this. You think that literally anyone listening right now that is, let's say, somewhat healthy yes. could just decide I'm going to run 13.1 miles without training and complete a half marathon. I wouldn't say run. I would say you can complete a half marathon. A lot of people run, walk it. They do it at their own pace. You just have to go in with the mindset that I'm going to do this at my own pace and I'm going to finish it. No way. Around the room. Pat, do you think that you could do a half marathon this weekend without training? Absolutely not. Yes, okay. If I trained, maybe a little bit, I could. Javante, do you think you could do a half marathon? I think I could if I could walk. That's right. He could do it. Nuno? Uh, hell no. <laughs> yeah, Nuno's I mean, in the gym all the time. Don't let him fool you. Do he car- was back day the other day. Car- I stay away from cardio. Cardio's evil. You just evil. It smells you're wrong about this. I don't think so. I, I did run 10-mile races back in the day when uh, my body still worked. Doesn't work yeah. anymore. Right. So, if, as you said, if you train, I believe you, if you train, you could potentially do that. People can tweet at Unsports ESPN, at Evco Radio, at Chris Canty 99, at M Smallman, the Dr. Pepper inbox. Do you think you could run a half marathon without training right now? No way. I, if we put a poll yes, up can. on that, Smalls, I, I think you're just applying your ability to other people's, and we don't have your ability, obviously. Oh, I'm the Kobe of the show, where yeah, I'm thinking of. everybody can do things that I, I can, but yeah. they can't. But here, no, you're the great player that beca- like Magic Johnson coaching, right? You, there's a reason you don't see great players coaching, because they just assume, hey, why can't you do it the way that I can do it? Yeah. A lot of times you'll see the coaches in sports that did not have these iconic careers, right? Mm-hmm. In all sports, you'll look at Dan Campbell, perfect example, great coach right now in the NFL. Dan Campbell was a good player. Dan Campbell was not Gronk. He's not Travis Kelsey. There's no there's no Taylor Swift. He's not one of these elite tight ends. He was a nice player for the Cowboys and the Giants. It was a backup. He could potentially, you know, then make his way to a, being a head coach because he knows I'm going to coach the toughness out of the Lions. I'm going to show them all the things that I was able to do and which is not much. It's heart and, and, and mind. I pointed to the mind when I said the heart, but you get what I'm saying. Like not being a great player, you then have to coach it up. If you're a great runner and you just assume, hey, because I am everybody else's, that's just not true. I'm not a great runner, though, which is why I have confidence in saying that all of you guys could do it, too. I am somebody that can run a 5K. Like, that, I can finish that no problem. I can't run out today and just rip off six miles just because. I mean, I guess I could if I needed to. You're running 13.1. But listen to me. On race day, there's all of this adrenaline. There's all of these people there. You're following a pack. There's people cheering you on. And here's the... The big thing that people don't know, once you get past six miles, you kind of black out. You're just like, I just got to finish this. And it's it's truly mind over matter. And you could do it. If I can do it, you guys can do it. I'm no telling chance. You, I'm telling I believe in you. I don't. I believe in you more I don't than be- you believe in you. I don't you believe do in me. I, I literally do not believe in me it. in this case. No, I don't believe I've in me I've seen you on the treadmill at the gym. That's you two miles. 
Here's here's what Evan does, guys. Oh, he says, "Oh, I don't want you to see me work out. I, I'm a terrible runner." He gets on there. He, the speeds go up and up and up. He's he sets the expectation low so that you're pleasantly surprised when or, you see him in action. You figured me out a little too quickly. I don't <laughs> like that here. I really don't like. So, that. which is why I know that you can do a half marathon, no, and I we cannot. should pick a state, and you should do it with me. Uh, no chance. You can't say that I'm not a good runner, and I've run thirty plus half marathons, which is what you've done. No, because these That's runners no, are over. so serious. That's over. They take it so seriously. I do not. I it's have the same general time that I finish every time. It's usually around two hours. My goal is to, is to get under two hours. I've, I haven't done it. I finished at two hours and one minute when I ran in Indiana, and I could have finished, but it's a anyway. It's a long story, but I, I'm close. But it's around two hours, two hours and ten minutes. I'm not super fast. I just go out there and I I check it off the list. Well, we'll cheer. I have a goal. We will cheer Smalls on this weekend. Uh, how long will we be cheering for the Jets and the Chiefs game? Because it's probably not going to be that long. We will get into that next on Sportsmanlike on ESPN Radio. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric e-bikes today. The number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, Electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus! Electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome, so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C-E-B-I-K-S dot com. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. This is the Unsportsmanlike podcast on ESPN Radio. It is Unsportsmanlike on ESPN Radio, presented by Progressive Insurance. Sirius XM80, ESPN2, ESPNU, ESPN2, 6A to 8A, ESPNU right now. What's the matter? No, I was just listening to what you were yeah, saying, trying up. to follow it. Okay, all right. Just it's not college not football season oh, without the delicious <laughs> taste of an ice cold Dr. Pepper, the one fans deserve. So on Sunday nights, when we have the Jets and the Chiefs, who is shown on camera slash talked about more in that game? And there's going to be three options now because okay. Rich Zamini, ESPN.com, Jets reporter, has reported that uh, somebody may be there on mm-hmm. Sunday night, and mm-hmm. it's not the somebody you necessarily think. So who's shown slash talked about more? Rank them. Zach Wilson, Aaron Rodgers, who supposedly now may be there on Sunday night, or one Taylor Swift? I would say Taylor Swift, Zach Wilson, then Aaron Rodgers in that order. Well, Zach Wilson is going to be on camera more because he's going to be playing. Yep. So just by default, I'm going to. I mean, is he going to be playing? Well, he, Seemingly, if play, yes. If he's playing or if he's benched, he will be talked about. He will be right. shown the most. Yes. Then I think it's going to be Taylor and then Aaron Rodgers checking in at number three. 
And do you think that Rodgers is showing up potentially because he knows that Taylor Swift would be there and maybe he wants to introduce himself and say, hey, big fan, because we know he went to the concert with Miles Teller, his friend, the great actor. I think he already introduced himself because he went to the concert back-to-back shows. And you think he went backstage and everything like that? Yeah, I think oh, he's, yeah. Already, he's already done that. He's a bona fide Swifty. Yeah. Oh, so that happens? That's like, all, you're that's that level already, of celebrity, you that's automatically That's already oh. happened, yeah. He's got a pathway to yeah, backstage. Ma- Malibu Aaron has already hung out with Taylor Swift. Totally. Yeah. Okay, uh, what... I can't believe I'm asking this question. I want to see if, if CC actually can come up with a spin on this. Mm. Is there a spin where Chris Canty leaves Sunday Night Football this week with the Jets and the Chiefs and comes in on Monday morning at 6 a.m. Eastern here on Unsportsmanlike and says, you know what? Zach Wilson was really good last night. I actually think he should be the guy the rest of the season. He proved to me that he's the guy. He just had a rocky start here this season. I think he's good to go. Is there any spin <laughs> against the Super Bowl champs where you could even come up with an angle where you actually may look at Zach Wilson glass half full? Boy, you are really trying to pull it out of me today, ain't you? My Do goodness. my job. I'm, I'm just, here's what I'll say. If Zach Wilson is going to have success, he's going to have to be aggressive on early downs and distances in the passing game and trying to push the ball downfield in one-on-one situations. Like, it's easier to throw the football – on early downs and distances because the defense is not coming out there in exotic sub-packages. You're not getting nickel. You're not getting dime on first and 10 or second and six. It's going to be base defenses, and those are more favorable matchups for Garrett Wilson, Allen Lazard, and company. So I think that has to be baked in there. If Bob Sala is not going into this game with the intention of running the ball 40-plus times, then they are doing it wrong. Because, first of all, you don't want Zach Wilson to have a lot of opportunities to mess the game up for you. Mm -hmm. But then, secondly, you want to make sure that you do your best to keep Pat Mahomes on the sideline. Right. Because, contrary to popular opinion, the best defense you have is being able to control time of possession. It ain't Quentin Williams and C.J. Mosley and Sauce Gardner. It's your offense being able to sustain drives, and that means winning the physical battle up front with the run game. I think that is the formula that can lead to us saying maybe, just maybe, Zach Wilson is turning the corner. Now, I'm just laying it out there. I don't think any of these things are going to happen. Right. I asked you to do what you don't believe. I'm just just making the case on how Zach Wilson could have success against this Chiefs defense. I love that your version of him having success is him not really doing a whole lot. Where's the last ball? I know, I'm just Where's saying. Where's the line? I'm just saying. He's got the worst QBR since he's come into the league. Now, QBR is not the end-all, be-all, but when you match that with what we've been seeing, how, how could you not think it's over for this dude? This is the long goodbye when it comes to Zach Wilson. I don't think he salvages his career as a quarterback for the New York Jets. Wow. I don't think I don't really know if he can either, but they seem steadfast and keep keeping him out there, which I really can't understand. I know that they don't have a lot of options, <laughs> but it just feels like you have so much talent on this football team. I know you felt like you were a quarterback away, and that's why you went out and got Aaron Rodgers. But Zach Wilson, you gotta figure out a way to get somebody in there that's better than him. I, I'm just, just laughing, Smalls, yeah, because he's 33rd like, in QBR, but 32 teams, dog. Well, he's, also, <laughs> he's also not the worst starting quarterback in QBR. He's actually better than one starting quarterback in QBR. And that's Dustin Fields. You Justin know what his Fields? is? Yeah. What? 21. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it is 21. Yeah. Uh, so now here's the other question here that I agree with you. Don't let Zach Wilson do too much. I get it. I t- even though he's probably actually better when they let him just fling it, as we saw at the end of the Pats Better game. for who? The other team? Well, no, but that's the thing. <laughs> he's feast or famine big time. Yeah. So I'm going to ask a weird question on this. Why not go back to 1940s offense, basically, and just say if you're the Jets, screw it. We're going to put three tight ends. We're going to put a fullback. We're just going to literally – we're going to tell you we're going to run the ball. 
and we're going to run the ball, and we are going to keep it ball control. We're going to do what New England did against uh, Buffalo on that Monday night game in the terrible weather when they ran the ball, what, 38, 39 times of yeah. the 42 plays that they ran or something along those lines. Yeah. They told Buffalo they're running. They they loaded up, they ran, and they won. It was one of the single most amazing game plans I've ever seen because that level of discipline to never get baited into passing the ball was unreal. Why not do that if you're the Jets? That would be great, but you have Pat Mahomes on the other sideline, and based on time and score, you might not have that luxury. So that's the part where if you're the Jets, you have to try to dictate the complexion of the game. I don't know that they're going to be able to just because I don't trust the quarterback. Now, that being said, the reason why they're in this spot is because of franchise malpractice from the GM and the head coach. Because there's no world in which you could have went into a season with an age 40 quarterback behind a shaky offensive line and think that you don't need a quality backup. Zach Wilson has proven himself not to be a guy that's ready to be a quarterback in the National Football League. Maybe he can develop into a guy but they should have held on to Mike White or went out and got a quality backup that you know can win games for you in the stead of Aaron Rodgers potentially being hurt. To me, the fact that that happened is absolutely egregious, and that's why Rob Sala, Joe Douglas, they don't get a pass when it comes to this season because Aaron Rodgers got hurt. Do you think that they could lose their jobs after this season, or do you think that because of the injury it buys them another year? No, they're going to get their ass fired. They, they done. They're done. They're done. There is no way they can salvage this unless they can trade for a Kirk Cousins or a quality backup like Cooper Rush or Drew Locke or somebody other. Unless they can get one of those guys, it's over for them. Zach ain't it. Aaron Rodgers ain't walking through that. Well, he might walk through to watch the game, but he ain't walking through that door <laughs> to play for him. So, I mean, it's over for them. I don't know how they salvage this season. I don't know how they save their jobs. And in the interim, they might be on their way to losing the locker room. That's how bad things are with the Jets. The only reason we're not talking about the Jets being the biggest dumpster fire in football is because that's the Chicago Bears right now. But the Jets ain't far from that. All right, a couple of things here in terms of sportsbetting.ag, prop bets around Taylor Swift leading into this game very quickly. What will happen first? Are there a team scores a TD or Taylor Swift shown? Taylor Swift shown. Uh, I would say the Chiefs score TD. Okay. Uh, I think well, she's ta- shown before the coin flip. Well, then you just answered the question. Will he, she be shown in the first quarter? Yes. Oh, yeah. Of course. Wait, there. before the coin flip? Yes. So, like, literally upon arrival, the opening scene setter shots that NBC will have on Sunday night will be of Taylor Swift. They're going to give the people what they want. She's going to get there early? Oh, she's going to be in the suite with her fashion- friends. I thought she would be fashionably late. I don't know. She wants to see pregame. <laughs> she's going to be Taylor Swift she's watching gonna be there. warm up. I don't know. Will, She's there for her man. Okay, will they it's show her, her, it's her over, under, three and a half times? Quickly. Over. Over. Yeah, I think over. There's nothing on they the bet, field. There's nothing better. on the field they exactly. got to show. It's That's unsportsmanlike <laughs> ESPN Radio. Thanks for listening to the Unsportsmanlike podcast on ESPN Radio. You can listen to Unsportsmanlike live weekdays from 6 to 10 a.m. Eastern on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, and on Sirius XM Channel 80. You can also watch on ESPN2 and on ESPNU. Unsportsmanlike with Evan Canty and Michelle. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric E-Bikes today, the number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus, electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome. 
so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C-E-B-I-K-S dot com.